Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions. That's what that part's important in this episode. A lot of opinions about Brandon's <laughs> works and the cause here. I'm Eric. This will totally not be a controversial episode at all. And joining me is Alex. Hey. Hello, I'm Feather. Sometimes and she's because... being pixely. I don't know why, but this guy does whatever. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, hopefully I unpixel because you have some. even though yeah. Argent is not here, I'm going to show and tell the truth watcher necklace yeah oh it already came (gasps) yeah yeah they they, here now but dolly finally has uh, the the truth watcher symbol and stone lord and also a cobalt guard symbol for you know you people who like the cobalt guard (laughs) yep so I still love my Skybreaker symbol, but this is the first time I've had the Truth Watcher one, so I have to rep that one too. You, you do, you do. <laughs> also, we got Ian. What's up? Hey, I have opinions. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> you, you often have opinions. I mean, I mean, to be fair, we all have opinions on this show. Uh, Grace, how's it going? It feels like I haven't seen you in a long, long time. Uh, hey, I'm Gator Girl. I don't think I've been on for like a month. That's probably why. Yeah, and with it being every other week, we like record some in a quick span, and then it's like, oh yeah, I haven't seen you guys in like a month because we saved up. Yeah. Shannon, what's up? Hi, uh, I'm Gray or Gray Watch if you're on the forums, and um, oh boy, we have quite a shard cast. We do, we do, we do. <laughs> Uh, thinking of what's, what, what we're about to be saying, our prep, oh man, and, and juicy. And lastly, not at all confused by daylight savings time as Matt. <laughs> not confused at all. Um, yeah, comatose on the forums and not confused by daylight sav- savings time and excited to talk some character theme meta yeah in a controversial topic yeah so today <laughs> we're gonna t- we're gonna have a totally non-controversial discussion about moash uh moash <laughs> is uh oh rhythm before spoilers yep that's very Definitely. important here um yeah so my understanding is that discussions about Moash get heated fairly rapidly. Uh, and so we're going to talk about why we're also going to have a second Moash episode where we talk more, less about like meta theme and uh, stuff and more about like, where do we think those characters will go in book five and stuff. So that will be likely the next episode after this. So this one's going to be about theme uh and redemption perhaps maybe we'll we'll find out so redemption question mark redemption well it will it will very much be a question mark redemption redemption <laughs> um so at the end of oathbringer uh moash you know all in oathbringer moash took hard left turn like it did not join the diagram at all that didn't happen uh and <laughs> Uh, so he's joining the Sagers, kills Yezrian. Um, and so uh, in this book, uh, that there were some interesting. He 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 wears a bridge for a uniform, but black. Uh, and very it, dramatic. It, it, it's it's pretty <laughs> dramatic. Um, and he, you know, 
does some really bad things. He tries to, you know, uh, get Kaladin to kill himself on multiple occasions. So that's not great. <laughs> that's that's like evil. Uh, and, you know, kills Teft and Fenderana and others. Uh, I think I, he gags Oridin as well. So that's, that's not good. Said- Kicks a toddler. Does, kicks a toddler into space. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that's a joke. He doesn't act. He doesn't um. actually do that. He, uh, what does he do? He shoves Gavinor with he his foot. He gently nudges with his foot, and the and the fandom went eyes wide. You kick Orden. You kick Orden. Yeah, no, 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 no. That was Gavinor. That was another thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm just mixing up the babies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, you kick Gavinor? You kick Gavinor with your I, foot? I, I do want to clarify. I was uh, doing, when I was researching last night, Yes. I think his black uniform is just a black military uniform mm. without any patch. Oh, okay. But like Bridgeforge is where like generic military uniform. So mm. it looks like similar, but it's not like he is going out of his way to make a black <laughs> version of the Bridgeforge uniform. Thank you, Grace. Actually, we need this information because there are so many edgy jokes that we can it's now no longer hilarious. use. He, he oh, is... I was looking at the descriptions, and it does not say like black equivalent of the Bridge Four uniform. He he is pretty edgy though in this book, admittedly. Uh, so how about what what's been for those of us who have not been in the fandom discussion super deeply? What has the discussion on Moash been like? Let's let's explain to the general. I'm going to say the discussion broadly, fandom-wide, not just on 17 Shard, but anywhere you have internet access and a group of Cosmere fans, I would say the discussion has been light on nuance. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with that statement. Yes. Uh, I... I understand uh, F. Moash is a very common refrain uh, ever since Oathbringer, and that got even more extreme uh, after Rhythm of War. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, like, you can see the kind of evolution of the fandom's opinion of Moash. Like, book one, he's just a guy in Bridge 4, and he's kind of, like, a cool Bridge 4 figure. Uh, book two, he's obviously... Him and Kaladin have that conflict, but I don't think people were super anti-Moash at that point, because they could kind of see both sides and Elokar yeah. hadn't started doing his turnaround yet. Right. But then Oathbringer, I think, and it's interesting bringing Elokar in because Elokar really got some fandom rehab in Oathbringer that where all of a sudden fans were like, oh, actually, this, this oh, king... Elokar died! No! Yeah, and then of course, right as he's about to say the words, Moash kills him, which that's when I, like, the F Moash context is like, yeah, right around that moment, yeah. and the bridge for salute after kind of tipped yeah, that, it over that was... for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, was... and then, yeah, and then of course rhythm of war. Yeah, it's uh, continued. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think part of what has like sort of happened around Moash's character is like objectively, he definitely has not done the worst things in the cast. That's true. Many of our That's protagonists true. have done 
much, much worse things, but they weren't as personal to the reader. Like, uh, I mean, if we talk about assassinating a monarch, um, Zeth has killed lots of monarchs. <laughs> he did many, many assassinations, not just one. And not for any sort of personal reasons either, just because he was told to. Um, you know, I think uh, burning a bunch of innocent people yep. at the Rift is probably yeah. more morally wrong than unsuccessfully trying to get your friend to kill himself. But, it's hard like, to rate evil. Uh, I, I, yeah. They're definitely both in the solidly evil camp. Uh, it's kind of like if you... If every life is priceless, then then you've killed then Delinar's killed more pricelessness than yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I, I think where this like visceral hatred of Moash really comes from is that the things he's doing are personal to us. Like even like Matt said, like people really didn't have that much of a problem with him trying to kill El Hokar in Wars of Radiance, it wasn't until we liked Elhokar that all of a sudden mm. that's like a bad thing that we really hate. Right. Even though it is still killing the exact same person. For the exact same reasons, honestly. For the, for the same reasons. Yeah. This is the same assassination attempt, just take two. Yeah. But yeah, it's that the reader has now grown to care about Elhokar and therefore it hurts us when Moash does this. And yeah. You know, yeah. and how it affects Kaladin as well. Really love Kaladin, and therefore somebody trying to get Kaladin to hurt himself in any way is, you know, that feels very visceral to us because we're very close to Kaladin. Yeah, it's like going off of like Kaladin's, like Kaladin's issue is like the us versus <laughs> them divide. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, and it's like we, he has too much people in the us, like he can't, and they're fighting each other, like he has the breakdown in Oathbringer. Yeah. So it's just like, basically, Elokar transferred from the them to the us, and now we're like, oh, we must protect him. Oh. There we go. Yep. And and I think it's through Oathbringer, I think things like discourse made like a lot of sense. Like, you can, you can still see what Moash is doing and why he's doing it, even mm -hmm. if, you know, shoving Gavinor with his foot, not great, the bridge force it's really salutes, nice. it's like, <laughs> that's salt on the wound there, uh, and we, we feel for Kaladin, but it's like, Moash absolutely has the point. The Alethi system and the slavery stuff, terrible, absolutely terrible. A hundred percent. He does have a point, and El Hokar did do bad things. Uh, is that worth killing him? I mean, like, uh, I mean, we're we're not yeah. going to get through philosophical struggles, but like, you can understand where Moash is coming from there, yeah. right? I feel like, right. yeah. And, did any and, of you watch the show Once Upon a Time? Yes, a little bit. I did a little bit. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. Um. I, it was a show like I really enjoyed. I liked the beginning of it, I feel, was stronger than the last few seasons. But that's beside the point. As many shows. With TV often. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's like one of like their things during like the first season that they kept saying, because like it explored like the backstories of like a lot of different characters. And it's like their main refrain was like, evil isn't born, it's made, in terms of like how did the evil queen become the evil queen? And it's like, that is kind of what we're seeing here. It's like, Moash, like, 
didn't set out to become the dark lord of destruction. <laughs> he he isn't. He had like legitimate reasons for doing the things he did. It just like uh, led him down this path of like, oh yeah, like in like tiny little doses, like you're doing justified things, but like the aggregate is this is very very not good and. Mm, you're not the person you were when you started this journey. Yeah. So further to that, and also uh, on what Alex was saying about it being more personal, I think also how the reader got to this moment is important um, for people's reactions. For Dalinar, we see the end result first. We see the results of yeah. the redemption arc or in the late stages of the redemption arc. And we're told he used to be a bad guy, but we're like, ah, uh, but how bad how could bad it be? Was he? <laughs> it turns out pretty bad, pretty like, bad. real bad. <laughs> um, and I think Brandon did that very intentionally because for how the books are set up, it's important that the audience sympathizes with Dalinar. And if he didn't have two books, at least of setting up Dalinar up as this good person, the flashbacks in Oathbringer. I think would have tanked reader relatability to the character. Like it, it, it it's tough. It's still um, it, totally reasonable. If you got through the, those Dalinar flashbacks and you're like, I can't believe Dalinar is a good person. Totally intellectually consistent viewpoint here. That is totally yeah. fine. Yeah. And so with, with Moash though, right. We're seeing his descent. We're not seeing mm. his ascent. So, yeah, so with Moash, we see the reverse. Um, where we kind of start him as a good guy. He becomes a bad guy. We feel betrayed. And also, we relate to Kaladin very strongly as one of the main characters. And where that personal issue comes in is Kaladin is so betrayed by Moash. And so I, that's why I think emotionally we see Moash's crimes as so much greater than Dalinar's or Seth's. Um, because of that personal element and also how Brandon has set up the narrative and his position in relation to the other main, main characters. And, and especially like Oathringer, he's definitely set up as, you know, a bad guy in that, in the battle, in the siege for Kolinar, but especially in rhythm of war, uh, Brandon definitely goes hard down the, yeah, you are not supposed to like this character. Cause he's, he is the villain there in a way. Right. I, I think the comparison to Dalinar is very apt. And um, there's a really good point made by appropriately Tumblr user Moash, who <laughs> I've read lots of your Moash meta, and it's really good. Uh, uh -huh. If you're ever wondering like what the pro Moash camp thinks, just like the blog has most of it, even from various people. But talking about how the sort of arc between Dalinar and Moash is very similar in terms of the only thing that's different is which god they went to. And Dalinar couldn't take his guilt and his pain and, you know, didn't go to see the Night Watcher for forgiveness or to become a better person, just wanted the pain to stop and wanted, you know, that to be taken away. Fair and point. he got lucky that it was Cultivation who was like, <laughs> I'm willing to do something that's going to help you become a better person and, you know, 
help, which was not for Dalinar's sake. It was definitely to thwart Odium yep. down the line. How uh, psyched was Cultivation that she got that in before Odium's <laughs> yeah. Pretty psyched, I think. Like, but, talk about stealing someone's thunder. Yeah. it's People blame Moash so much for, like, asking Odium to take his guilt and his pain away. But it's like, Dalinar did the same thing. It's just Moash went to the, the bad god who's doing it in a really toxic and bad way. Um, he actually got what he asked for, whereas Dalinar kind of didn't. Um, Dalinar got someone who was more supportive and actually helpful to his journey, and that's why we see that Dalinar got to have the cool become a better person arc, whereas I don't think it's off the table for Moash. And like, I mean, if we're just I answering just... the big question, can Moash be redeemed? Like, I definitely think it's possible. And maybe I, I want to add that cultivation actually did take away Dalinar's pain. Um, that is a thing that she did and she succeeded in. And Dalinar lived like a good few years, not in like the odium haze of like, give me the no feeling drug, but definitely free of that emotional burden. That's it was a just very a great comment. Like, I, I really yes. like that juxtaposition. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, if you redeem Dalinar, I mean, Dalinar did terrible things. So like, yeah, it, it's theoretically possible, but Ash can't be redeemed, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other thing on the disliking Moash aspect is people who saw Moash's point of view and didn't like how Brandon went with it in Rhythm of War. And I think that's very reasonable because uh, he's pretty far gone in Rhythm of War, right? Like, it, yeah. you, you can't really, like, see why he's doing what he's doing anymore right because he's just so he's just totally given in his guilt he doesn't want to feel the things he wants to you know get Calden to kill himself it's like yeah yeah it's, that's yikes super yikes um <laughs> and it's this warped viewpoint where he sees it as a mercy that he right, thinks Kaladin right. is like in pain and suffering and thinks that this is what a friend would do and it's like oh oh no oh Oh, honey (laughs) like like i love that in a villainous aspect but it's horrific totally horrible right uh so if that is you and you're like oh moash is really in the deep end now i think that is also completely reasonable right um yeah and I think one thing I've seen in, in the debates is the concept of redemption and the concept of accountability. Mm. I think sometimes people feel redemption or redemption arcs have an absence of accountability for what someone's done. Like it's letting the bad character off the hook. And mm-hmm. some authors, I think, who mishandle redemption arcs that's definitely the case like and a good example of this honestly maybe it'll get better is seth like you know he killed all these people and now yeah. oh wait he's dalinar's bodyguard <laughs> i mean that's yeah. true it's like you're helpful you know, in the battle but, like i i but, agree yeah but hoping hoping that in seth's book we, we get more of that kind of interior journey and some more things but that will be nice I Let's think we're, what Brandon's done well with Dalinar is Dalinar 
to some extent is being held accountable for what happened. I think there's more that can be done there. There was a lot of people who in Rhythm of War were disappointed there wasn't more of a conversation about it coming out about Evie and everything. I mean, um, which is also fair. <laughs> yeah, which is also fair. But so, One yeah, with, with Moash, I think about her does. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah the Aletha kind of did really bad things in her does. Oh, too, that was such they? a good line from the make. It was a great that, line. That was such a good line. It was yeah. kind of all we got. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's kind of it's very personal for everyone where they end up on the spectrum of this conversation, because it depends on a your own hierarchy of morality, like what's worse, which is a very personal decision that everyone makes indi- individually. Um, and then also what redemption means to you, you know, is it a hard fraught journey or is it just, uh, oh, you're good again and you don't have to be held to account for what you did. Um, yeah. So. I definitely think there's a lot of conversation to hear about what does redemption, what does a character being redeemed actually look like? And I think for some people, they say, I don't want this character be, to be redeemed because that means that the narrative says that they're a good person now. And then like they have this whole idea in their head of like, well, if they say that the if they're redeemed, then that means that they're not res- the narrative. The story is telling me that they're not responsible for what they did anymore. And I don't know. I think like for some people, that's not part of what a redemption arc would actually mean. It's I think that's a really good point of of saying that Dalinar is in the process of being redeemed or he he is being redeemed or has been redeemed and he's still um not off the hook you know i I think that's an important distinction to make yeah and like going like off of like what is redemption like there's the idea of like people making up for the bad things that they've done which is a complicated issue because like like even like like, oh, like, he's a good person now. Dalinar still burned an entire city alive. They're still dead. Nothing he does yeah. is make up for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, like, that's a very difficult, like, thing to think about. Um, So it's like, because it's like, to paraphrase an episode of Doctor Who, it, it's a it's a good one. There's okay. <laughs> where they like go Ian coming in oh. with the the nerd references here. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there is an episode with the eleventh Doctor, and they go to visit Vincent Van Gogh. It's oh, like a very beautiful episode. episode. And it's like at one point they bring him to the future, show him all of the beautiful like paintings like he painted, and like how he's like so famous. Bring him back, and then they go back, and then like the companion is like, oh, like I wonder how many new things like he'll have painted because like now he knows like and like history didn't change like he still like died young like and like a very like tortured soul and like doctor makes like a very good point of like a person's life is has good things and bad things and it's like the good things don't the the good things don't outweigh the bad things, but so too the bad things don't make the good things not matter. And so it's like, yes, like everybody does good things in their life and does bad things in their life, but it's not like they cancel each other out. Like they are two separate things. So like, yes, like Dalinar will always have murdered a whole bunch of people. Can't get rid of that. But like, he's also like 
the leader of the Knights Radiant, and that's a good thing. And people are complicated. And if yep. you're a person who thinks Dalinar was not held accountable, like, I think he's been held, like, personally accountable in that Oathbringer climax. But not, like, <laughs> overall accountable, because, like, he wasn't, like, sent to jail or anything. He's like, hey, I'm st I still have my position of power and things. Yeah. And so, like... Yeah, if if that's you and you you don't feel that that was sufficient, like I, I t totally valid, completely valid, uh, because yeah, I mean I don't think you can you can't get rid of that debt uh, that debt that Dalinar has yeah. in that way. And I, jumping off that point, I think there's also a relationship between the concept concept of redemption and of forgiveness, mm -hmm. and so like I think. It's fair to say, especially for Kaladin, um, I think especially in Rhythm of War, you can characterize Moash as an abuser or someone who's exhibiting abusive behaviors to Kaladin, right? Yes. And so forgiveness and healing of that relationship might never be appropriate. It, it might, it might not, right? But the lack or... in. Um, even if there's not potential for forgiveness in a healthy way, I think there can still be potential for redemption outside of that relationship. And I'm not saying the Kaladin Moash friendship has to be one way, but just as an example, because um, I see that brought up as one very fair criticism uh, for a Moash redemption arc that it kind of could implicitly excuse um, what he's done to Kaladin. Yeah, and this is all sort of making me think about uh, similar to that and so, and com and alongside the conversations about how redemption is different from forgiveness, which is different from um, not being held accountable anymore. And is that I think like a lot of people react to it because in their hearts, they know that this is unfair. Um, you know, not everyone is, is okay with Dalinar after Oathbringer. There are some readers who now cannot like him anymore. And that's a legitimate thing that totally. it's a legitimate response to what he did um yep. that their view of Ka their view of dalinar has changed and it can't go back to the way it was and um you know and it's it it feels unfair that all that dalinar has to do is like deal with a little snarkiness from the mink or like just have like a like a one angry scene on screen with adolin um but i think that's that that kind of gets to the heart of it is that redemption and forgiveness are unfair. Redemption and forgiveness are not on the table until someone has done something bad. I think what people really want is for the characters to not have done the bad thing in the first place. And that, that really that really is like the the emotional core of what's going on when people talk about how people don't deserve to be redeemed. No one deserves to be redeemed because it by the act of needing to be redeemed, it means that they did something bad enough to require that in the first place. No one actually deserves forgiveness. No one actually deserves redemption. Um, what happened is that they did something bad that in some cases can't be undone. And uh, we have the very unfair action of letting them, let, like letting yourself be okay with that. And for some people, Forgiveness is not on the table because you can never be okay with that. Both are legitimate, but <sighs> forgiveness is a deeply unfair thing. It really is. Mm. Yeah. 
And so I guess we're, we're at the stage about like Moash redemption. So I, I think we, we got to go around. And there are, there are really two questions. Yeah. Can Moash be redeemed versus should Moash be redeemed? <laughs> Those are different things. So, uh, Alex, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I answered, I think, uh, both yes. I think it would be a good direction for the story. I think there's so much of Stormlight Archive that is about people moving past bad things that they've done and uh, learning to live with themselves and learning how to be, you know, honorable in their own way after having done very dishonorable things. And I, I don't see, I don't think Moash is further away from that than any of our other characters maybe were. Um, I've seen people say that they think he would be a good Dustbringer if he were to become a Knight Radiant down the line, because I think the, the quiz was, uh, Second oath for for Dustbringers was about self mastery, and you know Moash is when he was at his best in the early books, he was a person with a lot of righteous anger at the things that had done, been done to him. And I think there is room in the series for righteous anger to be a good thing, if it's not you know used poorly and corrupted. And um, I think it's definitely valid that. Uh, you know, the things that Moash is doing to Kaladin in Rhythm of War do count as abusive. I think there's also an abusive element with his relationship with race, that race is very like panicky and desperate and losing all of his plans and is like holding on to Moash Vire with this awful iron grip and reassuring him that all of the horrible things that he's done are, are good, actually. And you don't have to feel any of those really bad, like, <laughs> yeah, there's <a> funny, <laughs> yeah there's a funny joke about like hey all of that pain that odium is taking away from moash like what do we think that is it's guilt it he feels really bad about the things that he's done and he doesn't it's want not, to feel that guilt at all right yeah someone was like what do you think that is his back pain you think odium's taking his back pain away from him no <laughs> You know, he comes up against like accountability for a fraction of a second and he breaks down because he can't handle it. Like that definitely doesn't read to me as someone who's so far gone into evil, he could never come back. That seems like someone who's sort of teetering on the brink of does he really want to commit to this thing that he thinks is taking away his pain and or does he maybe still want to become that person that Renarin showed him? I do think I do think some readers got the impression in Rhythm of War that who Moash is on the no no emotions drug is like how Moash is by himself, how he is naturally, and it's it's really not. Um, yeah. Moash is trying to convince himself <laughs> that he's that person. That is true. And he thinks it really hard and repeat. I'm not sorry that I killed Teft. I'm only sorry that like he's. But he is deep down. If Odium wasn't there making him not sorry, yes. I'm only sorry that I am having these thoughts right now. And that's oh, that's that's a man on a verge of a breakdown right there. So yes, I am I am in favor of Moash coming back from the brink and possibly being redeemed. Ian, what do you think? So <laughs> <laughs> I 
coming from the Wheel of Time, which I have read, and I know Brandon has read. Mm-hmm. At least I hope he's read it. <laughs> pretty sure <laughs> he's read it. Brandon has read the Wheel of Time. <laughs> um, there's a recurring line in that series that is like, and I'm going to butcher paraphrase this, is that like, no one can walk so long in the shadow that they cannot return to the light, which is very literal in the terms of real time. Yeah. But like as a concept, like I don't feel like wheel of time ever really dug into that in a satisfying way. So like, I really could see Brandon like, sending someone into the shadow like to show that like they can still come to the light like i think that could work for moash part of the entire point of the stormlight archive is journey before destination it's like we all end up at the same point at the end which is being dead which i guess is an okay destination destination. um but like moash is not dead yet like he has as much of a chance to like correct his path as Dalinar did. Like Dalinar is not special, like in any way. Like, like he made the tough choice to go talk to the right god to get his emotions taken care of. But <laughs> like, he did still put in work, and he is actively working it Mm -hmm. which he didn't for a very long time like we're still like very early on in moash's fall from grace like daladar fell for a whole lot longer before he started walking back up so it's like i definitely think moash can be redeemed it would be tricky for brandon to pull off in a satisfying way I am willing to give Brandon that shot because if he does it right, it'll be amazing. But and from a narrative perspective, like I think redeeming Moash would exemplify like the ideals of the Knights Radiant. Yeah. From a personal perspective, <laughs> I don't like Moash. I think Moash could die in a fire and I would be okay. <laughs> If Brandon does a good job with redemption, I'd probably be okay with it. But I cannot predict the future. It's of the enemy. Grace, what do you okay. what are your feels? I think I don't think Moash should be redeemed. I think I could possibly see a scenario where I might be okay with it where like Moash acknowledges he has issues and goes to live somewhere where he doesn't interact with the main cast anymore i don't think i don't see redemption happening involving any kind of kaladin or navani or that these people that he's betrayed or hurt i think any redemption that i see involving moash would need to be him separating himself from that and sort of going back to Moash, you know, with the parchment, just doing work and being a good person, like that sort of beginning of Oathbringer, maybe person. 
I think I am I am okay saying like I think Moash is a bad person. I think where I struggle more with it is sort of the well if I think Moash is a bad person like I also think Dalinar is a bad person and if Dalinar ends book 5 you know head of the radiance king of Erythru married to Navani the love of his life you know the best relationship with Renarin he's probably had in his entire life I might be a little bit upset by that like I don't think Dalinar deserves that ending so that's that's kind of where I'm at. Shannon, tell me thoughts. Oh, so many thoughts. Um, do I think he can be redeemed? Yes, I think anyone can be redeemed. I think, I think that what what makes someone impossible to be redeemed is if they don't want to be redeemed. And right now, that's where Moash is, but that could change at any time. Right now, Moash is very much on the I don't I don't want to be redeemed. I'm not doing anything wrong. Kind of. <laughs> that's true kind of path um i think like if he wanted it then that makes him that makes him deserving of it or because that's that's how it works for everybody he's as he's as deserving as of redemption as anyone else like the moment he 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 asks for it and decides that he wants it um should moash be redeemed yes but my reasons for this come back to i want moash's feelings like that started all of this to be validated um, cause kind of where we are now, it's Moash is kind of like the only one we saw of bridge four or like people of his class, like of dark eyes, where he's the only one who is angry enough to not, to, to totally divest himself from the colons and not want to be part of like that system. And I think that's totally legitimate. And kind of, we see all the good guys, like kind of fall in line and be like, yeah, I guess I have to follow Dalinar. Oh yeah, okay, Dalinar is a good person. Now I'll follow that. Like even like the mink, even though the mink is like resistant and snarky and like I don't know about this Dalinar guy, he still kind of falls in line and validates that good guys follow Colins. Good guys follow Dalinar. And I just like I'm kind of I want to see someone who's like a good person, you know, like not do that because we all we know the readers have legitimate reasons to resent Dalinar and to not agree that what Dalinar has his nice good life as the leader of the Knights Radiant like maybe is like it, it grates a little bit there's some friction there and I would just be really interested to see the other side like someone who is treated by the narrative as a good person or who's who even just like whose feelings are legitimate and valid to not want to be part of that because the narrative is framing moash clearly as a villain right clearly uh, clearly yeah. as a villain yeah and it's moash is definitely a villain i'm mad at the things that he does um he does some pretty bad things and i still remember like the angry shock of like you know what was almost worse for me than killing teft was him turning around and saying if he moves then kill his dad you know like that for me was like almost like that that was like the clincher i was like that was bad that was so bad um and then after and then after like that initial shock faded i was like man brandon really wants us to hate this guy and then it started to <laughs> and then it started to become it felt a little bit like manufactured and i'm like this is like what's the trope known as kick the dog 
um you know when the the character kicks the dog it's sort of like that's like the indication from the writer or creator that you're that this is a villain and you're supposed to dislike him it's okay to dislike him and i was like well i just wanted to see it would have been really interesting to see someone like moash with like similar anger and like refusal to be a part of the system or even want to see the system be taken down who is like has legitimate reasons for disliking the status quo and i just want to see someone with this viewpoint be validated by the text and moash is currently the only person who has this viewpoint so it's kind of like the a plus b equals c because moash has this viewpoint i want to see him be validated by the text it's a whole complicated thing but the short answer is yes i think he should be redeemed because i think that would be the more interesting route for this to go i have a quick aside after we get through our answers but i think we should finish out our answers first okay matt (laughs) <laughs> 20 minutes later yeah remember that thought alex i definitely want to talk more about some of the things uh shannon was well, raising well, as well great but, matt because you're yeah. next yeah but <laughs> a- after our like more discussion oh, sure, sure, but, sure, sure, so, sure. so for the the questions uh can moesh be redeemed i i think have a similar view generally as shannon was expressing you know bit of an optimist of the human condition. I do think anyone can be redeemed or improve themselves under the right circumstances. You know, maybe it's not a status you reach, but I think everyone can make themselves a better person, even if they've done terrible things. Um, should he be redeemed? I, I think him being redeemed would be very interesting. It would be Brandon sometimes plays tropes very straight and other times he subverts them and reverses reader expectations. So I haven't ruled out that he's making us the reader hate Moash as much as possible so he can kind of show off and do the turnaround later. (laughs) Um, But uh, I'm not sure if that's what he's doing here. And one of the things that makes me think maybe Moesh won't be redeemed is his role so far in the story as a side character seems to be largely about his impact and role in Kaladin's narrative. And thus far, I think Moash in a lot of ways is representing Kaladin's failure. Um, he's the one, you know, Kaladin... Um, couldn't convince to go the right way, or <laughs> he's a representative of what Kaladin couldn't do um, to uh, kind of reset or strive to reset the class imbalance. He and he's a failure of friendship, and Kaladin's all about like making little groups of friends that are tight knit <laughs> and circle around him. That's like almost like a fatal flaw of Kaladin's that he <laughs> makes little friend groups. Um, and Moash is the the betrayal and the the failure of that, that Kaladin's method didn't work. So I could see Brandon playing the trope straight and Moash just continues his slide and dies bad because of what it would mean for Kaladin's arc to have that happen. Um, personally though, I do think it would be more interesting if Moash was turned around And I know I've gone on a bit, but the one last thing I'll say is there's a lot of discussion in fantasy about black and white morality versus gray morality, right? And 
I find that when people say they want more gray morality, what they actually want is everyone to be kind of bad. Um, because gray morality, redemption arcs are gray morality. Like it's that someone is not 100% evil, 100% good. Like that's gray morality. So I like gray morality. I like both kinds. I like people books where it's kind of gritty and everyone's a little bit not great. Um, but I really like books about redemption where people's worst moments don't define them. And I think Brandon likes those themes too. Like Ian was saying, he's not just in the stormlight archive. It's kind of front and center, but he's definitely kind of woven that in and people changing is a big theme for him too. In a lot of his books, you have characters doing kind of about turns. Um, at dramatic moments so a long way of saying i think moash should be redeemed i'm not sure he will um but i think it would be really cool and also like shannon was saying i think there should could be some cool implications or criticisms of the class issues at play that maybe we'll talk a little bit more about yeah i definitely yeah. think we got that whole topic going on I have a quick interjection to okay. support one of the things. Is Brandon talk, talking about Brandon liking this sort of thing? Is Vasher. Vasher started the many war. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> and like, well, like he also ended the many war. It's like it's like the whole like um strife lover versus peace giver peace giver. It's like people couldn't understand how one person could both start the war and also end the war. He's the hero and the villain of the of those Sorry. stories, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Not of Warbreaker, but of the the legends mm -hmm. that are talked about in Warbreaker. For me, man, you, there's some interesting points on a, a path that the story could take that would be quite interesting and nuanced. Can Moash be redeemed? I mean, we've redeemed Dalinar. So, I mean, anyone can be redeemed in these stories. You just have to work really hard to make it happen, right? Yep. I should Moash be redeemed? Like, ooh, I don't know. Like, Moash dealing with his guilt? I do want to see him deal with that guilt. And I, but I, I, I don't think he will be redeemed. Like, I think... I want some, like, climactic confrontation between Kaladin and Moash, because that did not happen in this book, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I feel like that that has to be dealt with. And I could see... I don't know how I'm that's going to work with him blind, but... Yeah. I just had that thought about, like, yeah. YouTube video of, like, man trashes blind man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's going to work with the blindness. I, I don't know where Brandon's going with that, admittedly. Maybe not a physical confrontation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I could see such a confrontation where Moash is still, like, you know, much like we had in Rhythm of War, like, very much under, like, Odium's gift... Uh, and then, however that confrontation ends, Kaladin wins, and Moash, like, before he dies, he, like, the guilt consumes him or something. Like, where, so you, oh, you deal with that. Uh, and so, like, you might be like, oh, man, poor Moash, at the end of that. But, like, him still not being, like, redeemed, like, oh, he's a hero, because 
you would need more work than the next book. Like, he would need to survive and, like, go into the back half to, like, really be a hero like Dalinar is. So, should Moash be redeemed? I think no. I I think the books, like, Brandon is setting up a clash between Kaladin and Moash, I, I feel. Now, I, I do kind of want him to deal with the guilt, though, so, like, that has to be involved. But there's a lot of ways for that to go without necessarily having a redemption, per se. So I'm going to say, no, he shouldn't be redeemed. But uh, dealing with his guilt, like, and maybe we, we turn fandom opinion around a bit, it's like, he he tried at the end but died you know like that, that that's that could be fine like that could be an interesting way for that to go there's a lot of interesting things but uh he, he's Darth definitely it yeah you redemption know I've, death. Yeah. I've been definitely thinking about the two star wars redemption arcs and one that went well and the other one that really didn't in my opinion uh with darth vader versus kylo ren like darth vader it's like, did terrible things, objectively, really bad, but, you know, did kill the Emperor and save Luke. So it's like, and then he died. And so we don't have to, like, deal with the accountability because, like, was he held accountable? I mean, he died. So kind of, yeah, um, in, in a respect. Does that outweigh all the things, the bad things he did? No. Uh, as opposed to, let's say, Kylo Ren, which I felt was very ham-fisted in uh, episode nine. <laughs> and I did not like that. And it's just like, oh, I'm a good guy now. Oh, thanks. It's like, oh, great. Great. I'm so glad we put in no effort into this whatsoever. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of like, <sighs> this is this is going to be an older reference. So, uh -huh. so, so sorry to the Gen Z out there. <laughs> but like Dra Dragon Ball Z, ironically, Z is in there. Like the character of Vegeta is like, oh. sometimes this is like the trope of like, the villains don't stop being villains, but they kind of just start hanging out with the protagonists and then like... <laughs> They don't actually atone or anything, but they just kind of end up being good guys because they don't, they don't do any of the work. They don't do like atonement stuff, but they just sort of like hang around the heroes and start doing good stuff until like they're sort of always it's assumed that they're good guys now because they're <laughs> by association. They're hanging, out, they're hanging out and doing the right things now, but. No, no, that know who that reminded me of. Who's actually, I think, a good example of it because they do do the work, but it kind of starts out with them just hanging out with the good guys. <laughs> yeah, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> and it's often played for comedy. It's often played for comedy. Gotta, Vegeta's it, played for comedy too, in some ways. Yeah. I'm just like it. Kind of, you kind of have yeah. to make it funny. I agree. Yeah, yeah, but but then it's also but like that's kind of like Seth. Is just tagging out with the good guys. I mean, you're not wrong there. It's like, like <laughs> I swore to follow Dalinar, and so by association, now I'm a good guy. I love him so much, but he really does have so much work to do. <laughs> How He's much started time the work. Uh, you can't, did. you can't, you can't look at someone who's taken a couple steps on the path and then be mad they haven't finished the That's journey true. yet. You're, like, you're not wrong. Yeah. I'm just like. They just oh. took two steps along the path. Give him some time. How much are we gonna get in book five with Zeph? But uh, you know, yeah. but you're you're not wrong. He he started the work. He died and came back. Uh, uh, and yeah, 
Anyway, that, mm-hmm. that's my feelings. Just like Darth Vader done well, uh, Kylo Ren done very poorly. I think those are the Darth Vader. Darth Vader is the classic redemption, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the it, classic. Yeah, I'd say he's Zuko. the classic redemption and die. Yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, there's yeah, kind yeah. of like there's the redemption and die. The reason why I think it's a trope is because it's easy. Because it is easy. Yes. They get their moment of redemption. And then they're gone. And it's not an inconvenience to like say, what do we do next? Mm. Um, which it's very clean from a story perspective. It. Actually, but, you know what that reminds me of? Raven. Yeah. Like he does get redeemed and then dies. <laughs> and then they're like, Raven yeah. wasn't that bad. I mean, we saw him in the entire book and he did do bad things. Uh, but like, you're like, he he did want to save people. Like he wasn't like pure evil like Boash was in Rhythm I, of War in many I respects. do wanna I do wanna support. Like I think one show has done this trope and admitted that it was the easy way out, and that this is Shira, Princesses of Power. In oh. that spoilers mm. for the spoilers for the end of the series, this will just take a minute. Oh, oh um, no. I, there's a yeah, okay. there's like there's this one character, Shadow Weaver, who was like the caretaker for two of our two of our leads and she was very abusive she was she really messed these kids up and in the end she was like i'm gonna sacrifice myself for you guys and she it's the only time i've seen someone take on this trope and admit that this is it it's it's them being able to escape accountability like that dying at the end of this redemption action is not really redemption it doesn't actually make anything better it just sort of is like and now you have to be nice to me like you now you have to think nice of me after i'm after i'm gone yeah. because mm. it was it was kind of the only time i've seen it played that way like you know like the the feelings after she sacrificed herself were complicated because she saved them but it it really didn't make up for all the horrid things she did to them and how she messed them up and that didn't go away and now she did this it's almost as if like her death her sacrificing herself was just another thing that she did to drive in like the nail manipulation yeah another manipulation of them and saying and now you have to like me because i sacrificed myself to save you you know yeah yeah and so it's sort of i definitely don't it was think a good show guys it was a really good show really and that's i think i need to put kind of... like a, a spoiler flag and like i'll need to spoiler put a youtube chat bunch of media yeah well i mean star wars i'm i'm okay spoiling that darth yeah. vader dies like i'm okay yeah. with that but like a newer yeah. thing I, I might put like some yeah. flags there general um, shira princess of power spoilers sorry. yeah and it was Our and it kind of means they were good it kind of made me rethink this whole trope of redemption and die and as a sort of yeah well when someone does that they don't actually have to deal with the ugly uh with the ugliness of having to face accountability for what you did you're not actually working through anything you didn't actually work to do to change anything you just died i I mean this is also snape from (laughs) harry potter like and now you it's get like, the kid's named after you. You did a good thing. That right was not at, at all ham-fisted right at the end of Harry Potter. Yeah, it's like he was still like a terrible person, but like, oh, he was in love with Harry's mom. Like, it's supposed to make it all better. Like, it's still, yeah, terrible educator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested to reread to see how my adult feelings are about uh, about yeah. all that because it's just yeah. like 
it just like undercuts everything good that he does. It's not because he was doing it for a good reason. It's because like he was in love with Harry's mom. Like that's the only reason he did any of it. Anything. Yeah. I, like, I, I can really see uh like with the uh, oh I did something good and then died. I can totally see a confrontation with Moash and Kaladin. Moash loses. He feels the guilt and then he's like, I need to sacrifice myself in like a kind of a manipulative way. <laughs> and it's like, well, that was kind of good, but you're also still kind of the worst. Um, so, ooh, I, I wouldn't want that with Moash or at least played straight. No, I, I want that exactly to happen and Kaladin to save him anyway. Yeah. No, you gotta live. Oh, with that, it. that that you gotta ooh, live. That would be good. That would be good. Easy way out. That would be solid. That would be solid. Yeah. I'd be down with that. Because yeah, because Moash's whole thing is like he wants to escape the pain yeah. and like even the even the twisted like oh death is a mercy because you're escaping the pain yeah. could be like he's he's pushing that onto Kaladin, but it is a reflection of his own yeah. thoughts and his own feelings. Exactly. So I could one hundred percent see him trying to do something like that and Kaladin would save him oh, I, I kind of love that actually that sounds great okay so while we're spoiling every media under the sun yeah great uh, great <laughs> I, I can't wait to put what title card in um, front of this video be like yeah, we're we're adding more things that you can add to YouTube tags we talk about she you can mention it in the YouTube that's tags. right I'll, I'll put I, hashtags on all of them if you've never heard of the Cosmere before, Moash isn't that important overall, but welcome <laughs> if this is your introduction. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Great start. Um, I was thinking about uh, this is not necessarily a redemption arc sort of a vibe, but uh, Tokyo Ghoul's main character is like a chronically nice person who's very like self-sacrificing and always just like tries to to do that. And there's a moment where he's like trying to do the heroic self-sacrifice play for his friends. And there's this little voice in his head that's like, you've always just kind of wanted to do this. And it's kind of the easy way out. It's harder to keep living and keep going and keep facing all of the awful stuff in life. But it's also sometimes more the right thing to do than just having like the beautiful moment to go out and and everybody remembers how great you were because you did the one great thing at the end. And I was, I was like, yeah, that's kind of... It was something that really hit me hard because I also tend to be like a very self-sacrificing person in a lot of ways. Like, oh, I'll just suffer quietly and give myself... Help, help other people. And yet, it's, uh, it was one of the... It was a story that definitely was like, hey, that's not always the best thing for you mm. to be doing. And it's not always noble to quietly die a beautiful death in service of other people who didn't appreciate it sort of a vibe. Like, and, yeah. and with like the, the suicidal ideation, like, mm -hmm. like I've struggled with that. And it's like, yeah, the, the, the oh, at least for me, uh, it's like, ah, I don't want to experience the pain anymore. And it would be better if I'm not around. Right. Like that. That's what it is. And so, oh, that would that would be some good. I would be super down if Cal if like that ha sequence happened. Calden saved Moash, and then like we throw him in a prison cell. That's fine, but like he didn't get the easy way out, and it's like ah, I, I, I do kind of like that. And then we can Too see cramming. him be interested, interesting in back five, maybe. 
That'd be kind of yeah. interesting. To cram in another media reference. <laughs> um, which is the oh, Wonder Woman, Woman movie. Ooh, it's a good movie. The first one. Oh, the first one. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's the one I've yeah. seen. Yeah. The, there's a line at the end during the big climactic battle, and it's like the villain of the movie is like, they don't deserve, like, right. they don't deserve you. Like, you, like, standing up for them. And it's like, Diana, like, has the line about, like, it's not about deserve, like, it's about what you believe. And so it's like, does um, Moash deserve a redemption arc? Well, like, like, that's not the point. It's like, do you think people, like, are good, inherently good? Like, do you think people can improve? Like, which, like, and that's the entire theme of Stormlight. Like, so it's not whether, like, Moash deserves to be redeemed. It's like, are the ideas Stormlight is proposing do you do you agree with them? This this is a, think... a good Kaladin story here. If if that's where yeah. this goes, mm-hmm. yeah, I I think it's I the reason why we're drawing on so many other medias right now is because it's super interesting to compare <laughs> yeah. how Moash is being handled to these other situations. So I'm also going to bring another media, but it's <laughs> great. one great that's I I'll feel this enters the like internet fandom lexicon enough yeah. that everyone knows about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most widely praised uh, redemption arcs um, in kind of fantasy nerd fandom is Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. So Zuko in season one of Avatar The Last Airbender, I think has a lot of similarities to Moash. Um, he's been very victimized um, by the system and he's acting out. He's being very toxic to everyone around him. Um, the thing I think that sets Zuko apart and why people are still rooting for him in some ways from the beginning, which is what they're not doing for Moash necessarily, no. is from the beginning of Avatar, um, there's always a bigger bad or worse people than Zuko. Right. You have um, Commander Shao, the Fire Lord. You, you have worse people. Um, so he's not the worst. <laughs> um, and the second thing also is where they start him. Like we were talking about with Dalinar, they start Zuko in many ways at his lowest. Whereas Moash, it's that betrayal again, right? Because Brandon, <laughs> because we see the descent, it, yeah. it's harder to get behind Moash. Sure. That makes you know. it such an interesting comparison to Dalinar, where we see him. Yeah, we don't. Uh, when we start Way of Kings, we don't know that Dalinar has just finished his lowest point and is uh, and is on his True. upward trajectory. But actually, yeah, when you look at like where they start, um, I, yeah, I think Zuko's redemption arc is actually probably closer to Dalinar. Yeah. Now that if we're drawing comparisons on just the meta structure, mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. This actually gives me sort of a good segue back to the thing that I thought of when we were doing the answers, which was right that we talked about the uh, the kick the dog moments Mm -hmm. that Moash has had of like Brandon really trying to drive home that you're supposed to hate him and not like him at all. And he's the worst. Mm -hmm. And someone uh, made a really interesting analytic point on Tumblr about this um, that. 
Moash gently nudging Gavinor aside was definitely not the worst thing he could have done there. Like, if we really wanted to do the really bad thing. Just stab and him. They're like, yeah, like, that that might have even made more sense if Moash was going for like a straight up vengeance sort of mindset of like Elhokar took my beloved family members away from me. True. I'm going to take his beloved family member away from him right in front of him sort of a vibe. Or even more like just cold to the goal of ending the monarchy. Yeah. 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 Right. right. Like it definitely could have happened the way. And I don't know if that's necessarily that was Moash's character decision or just Brandon thought that murdering a child on screen in a very bloody <laughs> manner would be maybe a little too dark. But maybe. Yeah, that was that the option was there. We and it it didn't happen. I think this is Tumblr user Erythelians, right? It was Erythelians, yes. Yeah, I've, I've read it was that. A one. good friend um, of both of ours. Yeah, and um, what I what I think is really interesting, what that says about Moish's character, is that in his head, it was still about justice that wasn't being served. Mm. Like I don't like in Moish's head, like we can say that this was an act of vengeance, but like I think for him, it wasn't because the point about what Moish could have done in the name of vengeance, like taking away what from this person like that that is an act of like that's an eye for an eye properly right yeah um yeah and like, I, I do think it's important to note that that scene is like halfway through oathbringer it's before he becomes like the silencer like ch chosen of odium like before he becomes like the moash that's in birth of four like i'm very curious to see like how that Moash would have reacted in the exact same situation. Like, would he have just not gently nudged Gavinor aside, or would he have done something more drastic? Yeah. G going off justice, it's like, wow, yeah. In that, yeah, he wasn't... He was thinking about justice. And I think in Rhythm of War, part of him is still thinking about that. Like, that's part of the motivation of going after Navani, in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, with Kaladin, he thinks that he's doing a mercy and a good thing uh, mm -hmm. with Calden, even though it is awful. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah. it's just really, really warped at that same time there. I think part of that dynamic is that Cal uh, Moash sees Kaladin as trapped. Like, Moash sees Kaladin almost as Kaladin sees Moash. Like, Moash sees Kaladin sell out to the Colins and be kind of brainwashed by them. And so much so that he's protecting Elokar, who's like, right. in originally they bonded over hating Elokar, right? Yeah, right. Um, so I, I think I wonder sometimes if Moash too is like, I'm trying to get Kaladin to confront this um, to set him free in Oathbringer. I think then in Rhythm of War, he kind of crosses the line into. Kaladin's too far gone. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a lot of like, Kaladin is really being broken down by his pain and not being able to fully deal with it. Moash is not the only person who came to that conclusion. Dalinar did as well and yeah. said, hey, you're not fit to be on. You need to recover. You need to heal. And Worked out great so, in Rhythm of War. So much healing yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Which I I hope Kaladin does like really get some time to heal and oh I I wish we'd gotten more of the the plot with 
inventing therapy on Roshar. Like, please. Hey, don't worry. We got to invent therapy for Ishar. It'll go great, I'm (laughs) sure. Just like the last time. Yeah. Talking about um, justice in terms of Elhokar's death, I think that's a very good point about, we've kind of talked around it a little bit, but Moash as an expression of like structural injustice in a Lethi society. If the king gets your family members killed, you don't have any legal recourse to get any kind of, you know, there's not going to be any justice served there under the law. He's the king. The social contract was broken. Yes. And, you know, I think this is another thing that people who are sort of Moash supporters are in, in favor of. And I think it's what Gray mentioned specifically, talking about like, Moash's problems with Alethi society and the way that dark eyes are treated and things like that are very valid feelings for him to have. And there is a righteousness to his early anger. Mm-hmm. And there is maybe kind of, if we make Moash the irredeemable bad minority who doesn't go ah. along with the colon ruling class, like good uh, oppressed person Kaladin who learns that his anger is not good and sometimes light eyes are nice actually so it's fine um that's that has some maybe problematic not the best uh, <laughs> overall theme yeah you're not yeah. wrong yeah and it's not like it's something you see pop up in Brandon's works um this kind of he'll critique kind of ruling uh, like oligarchical or like power, he'll critique power imbalances that are unfair, like in Mistborn and in Stormlight. But there's a bit of an apologist theme as well. Like you always have like the example of a Lend or the Dalinar Navani, um, Adolin Renar, and like you you always have kind of like the redeeming and like, and it's not just it's not. I don't want to critique Brandon too harshly for it because it's really also a symptom of epic fantasy in general. Um, epic fantasy is enamored with nobility and yeah, kings right, and yeah. rulers and yeah. like like it's it's ripe in the genre like or rife like it's everywhere yeah um and you kind of glorify it a bit because you want these like big heroes to be the bad guys but t- looking at it from like a class analysis standpoint I think if you are exploring those themes or those concepts you do need to be careful about how you treat your characters who are critical or who are outsiders um, because you can run into problems. And like Shannon said, I think one of the issues with Moash, I think you can have different extremes, but if Moash is the only character not falling in line, then him also being like the baddest of guys starts to become a a problem. Um, Yeah. I think this also has to kind of come down to this is not something Brandon has ever said explicitly. This is something that I've started to infer as I've read a lot of his library is that um, this might not be accurate, but this is just a a thesis statement. I I could write an essay about this probably, but that is not. I just want to be clear that I'm not saying this is for a fact what Brandon believes. This is just something that I think comes across in Brandon's works. Um, and is that is like the the theme of anger is a corrupting force, and um, I'm not sure that there has been enough room left in there for righteous anger, 
It's why I'm so interested and excited to get to the Dustbringers, um, because they seem to have this concept of of rage, like maybe even holy rage. And I would like to actually see this happen, but it, it is kind of significant that we see the good characters have anger, but then they put that aside because they realize that it's changing them into a bad person. And that the one person who doesn't let go of their anger is the person who gets corrupted into being a bad guy, that their anger led them in a bad direction. And I kind of think that's maybe a little bit inappropriate, especially when you look at the different class positions. You can't, we, we can compare Dalinar and Moash in some ways, but we, we can't compare everything because they're in different positions in society and what their anger says about them is different. Moash's anger is actually different from Dalinar's. We can't treat them like it's the same evil force. It's um, not the same. That's very. It's different. not the same. Um, you know, like there, there's this. Uh, the the anger of the oppressed is not evil, and it, it and I I think it shouldn't be treated as evil. I don't think Brandon explicitly set out with the, I'm going to make the anger of the oppressed is da 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 da. You know, I don't I don't think he actually intentionally tried out to write this story. Um it's just kind of one of those unfortunate implications for books in um mm. where it wouldn't have occurred to me um like even even one book ago, you know, to maybe maybe two books ago would have been properly what I what I mean here, but you, we can't see the shape of the story until it happens, and now that we're so far in, it's like, oh, okay. It's a little yikes. yikes. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, this is fascinating. As Gray is a very smart person, and I always love listening to her takes. Uh, but, <laughs> like, the idea of, like, I just want to slight digression before I get into my main point is, like, anger is one of the steps towards the dark side. Like, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, which I think might be a subtle influence on Brennan. Star Wars is a very popular thing. It's, it's, that's ingrained. Yeah. I, the main point of this is odium. Like, odium is God's own divine fury separated from the virtues that give it context. Like, that, like, Yes, we're seeing like the only only the angry people all the angry people are the bad people is because like the divine anger of the Cosmere has like been separated from like the purpose of that anger and is just being angry. And that and that's kind of the theme and that's of the like, like with responsibility or not taking responsibility mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh yeah. Odium doesn't be help. Nice the to see that made explicit. That like this is a this sort of idea of like anger being a corrupting influence because something is wrong with mm -hmm. this part of the cosmere, mm. and therefore we have differentiated it of just like anger's bad for everybody everywhere, and you shouldn't you shouldn't be mad about stuff. Yeah, when when the social contract is broken, it is like yeah, righteous anger, totally valid, well, right? And there's. Uh -huh. Yeah, a difference between anger going up and anger going down, right? Like when, yeah. like Moash is specifically looking to hurt people who are above him and have more power than him, right? Whereas I think all the people Dalinar hurt had less power than he did. 
he was pretty powerful because <laughs> he was pretty powerful right um yeah i know yeah, it is i think a way brandon could turn that around a bit and show passion anger especially um from a position of an oppressed person is as he digs more into the singer arc mm. um yeah. and the the singer culture um i i think that's like if he really doesn't want to do that with Moash, um, he he could potentially give a counterexample there that might be effective at lessening the unintentional uh, implications that having Moash be the worst is. Um, and I think the seeds are set up for that with the singers. Yeah. Like, singers have a lot of valid things to be angry about. They have a lot of things. <laughs> the Alethi, Odium, we got a lot of things. Yeah. And when you see characters like Lesh- Leshwi and Raboniel, um, and even Venli as she's yep. on, on her trajectory, um, there seems to be some room there to uh he's not portraying the singers as this they're not trollocs from wheel of time mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. they're not orcs from lord of the rings right like they are a, a not complex people with good and bad people and there's some really noble members of that group who have had really hard lives or multiple hard lives um, you. who mm-hmm. who are um rightfully on their path even if they're aligned with a force like odium also like beings like siana and baidomishram i'm assuming baidomishram is very angry where she is yeah i i, I imagine so oh. like we we've, we've had our theories about like oh like her joining the good guys, but like her anger at being captured for several millennia, like can't just be ignored. Yup. Yup. And I, I find I find these uh implications very interesting to discuss because like I don't think but that's what Brandon has set it out to do, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And you you can look at those implications and be like, hmm, yeah, that is a little like yikes in retrospect, right? But mm-hmm. also be like, yeah, Moash getting uh, Kaladin to kill himself, evil, right? Uh, but like, it's yeah. it's really because Moash is almost being like so evil in Rhythm of War that like comically so far over the edge that, like, of villainy. It, it yeah. makes yeah. the other aspect. More yikes, right? A little bit. You the black outfit. Okay. Like, that's like the cherry. <laughs> you, you know, it's like on yeah. top of everything. We just need to give him a name like of a watcher and then we'll be there. <laughs> uh, if you if you think about like, you also have to, or like Br- you, Brandon also has to be careful about. <laughs> Hello, Brandon, if you're like, listening to the show, welcome. Not, <laughs> I'm sure he's here. <laughs> Yeah, not making the problems in Alethi society because bad light eyes did things like that does tend to be something that has got like the Sedeuses are bad people. And therefore, that's why people got hurt. And Amaram was deep down Uh, a bad person in secret. And that's why and like Roshon was a bad person. And that's why it's like, actually, our good light eyes are causing harm as well by 
being part of this is this is a system that has casts that some people don't get like the right to trial or the right to travel. You're not allowed to leave your serfdom if you're a low level dark eyes like and we see like smidgens of this like Dalinar being proud of the Alethi caste system when he visits Azir and it's like Ooh, bad luck, dude. Yeah. Maybe your cast and then, system like, is not being like, super- "Oh, I love that you're a good despotic ruler." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Totalinar, it's and like, it's, oh, that's good just, that he says uh, that." But, oh, yeah. you're such a cute totalitarian. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> like Yasna getting rid of slavery because yeah. what's Yasna's experience with why slavery is bad? Um, she just knows that it's bad, and she's a good light eyes. So good light eyes help people and bad light eyes hurt people and it's like maybe if she talked to like Kaladin about being a slave or yes, Zeth known to have very slave. reasoned well measured conversations with Kaladin and I would also like to add Yasna and Adolin have gone outside of their justice system um, yep. because they, they know that they, they can't get justice or the right way they, they have this understanding like we won't go into the lesson, but what this was, was Yasna recognizing in these these murderers in Carbranth, there was, the justice system was not going to fix the problem. She's going to go outside the justice system and fix the problem. Adolin knows there's nothing he can do legally to stop Sadius. So he's going to stop Sadius outside the judicial system. When Moash does it... Yeah. Oh, he's the bad guy. I was... I was just going to bring up Adolin as well. Shocker. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's, I find him a very interesting, like Moash is predominantly a foil for Kaladin, sometimes Dalinar, but I find him a very interesting foil for Adolin as well. Um, in part because they both have those moments, um, like Moash killing Alakar and Adolin killing Sadius, I think are actually really similar in motivation. Like it's them seeing an injustice that they can't, they feel they can't correct any other way, taking matters into their own hands and doing it. And of course, Adolin has the power privilege of his um, position and reader sympathy as, you know, the handsome, charming guy. Um, and so he Sadius. and Sadius and, is the worst. And, and Sadius is the Sadi- Like, what if instead of Alucard getting a redemption arc, Sadius had started getting a redemption arc? You would view <laughs> Adolin's yeah. killing of and like if Adolin had a moment where he said, "This isn't enough," and still offed Sadius. This is a good um, fanfic. Someone write which, this. Which is, <laughs> sounds great to read. Like that's basically yeah. what Moash did right like it's like so they're treated differently in the text differently by fans and partially it's because of how brandon set it up but it's really interesting to compare them yeah and then also like not to hammer this class message too hard maybe i'm reading too (laughs) much into this but we also have kind of a symbolic like kaladin is like because moash is kind of set up as like kaladin's number two or like with taft like and he talks about Moash as being the only member of Bridge Four who doesn't feel like a subordinate, right? To him, yep. who like speaks to him as an equal. Wish we got and more they kind of go screen, from, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moash, Moash, Kaladin, best friends, friends off with Moash. 
friends-on with Adolin. And before, Kaladin hated Adolin when he was friends with Moash, right? So it's kind of this switch, but it's also Kaladin being brought into the system and becoming like... Mm. Um, uh, can, like, oh, what, what's the word? Class um, traitor. <laughs> no, no. Like, uh, <laughs> I think that's what he was looking for. Yeah. Um, I mean, from Moash's perspective, that is true. Yes. He, he, like, he's becoming kind of obedient, uh, right. so, so to speak. Um, and obviously, I love Adolin and Kaladin's friendship. Um, but yeah. uh, And, like, Kaladin's he, rewarded with super awesome magical powers for being in line. Uh, yeah. And, you know? And... Yeah, and so he and he gets it. He replaces his problematic best friend, who like killed the king for injustice, with his like totally not problematic best friend, who killed Ivers for justice. Yeah, <laughs> that guy was bad, and yeah, yeah. get him, Sadius. I do actually want to touch on like the differences be- because. The difference between Elokar and Sadius, like even though, like yes, these two situations are very different, and it goes back to what Shannon was saying about like who can be redeemed is like the people who are open to it. Yeah, Elokar like, was trying like to be a better person. Sadius was like, I would do everything the exact same way. I'm gonna like <laughs> just double down on being a terrible <laughs> yeah. person, and that's certainly why we as readers are like, yeah. Th- mm-hmm. Yeah, screw Sadeus. He he should be killed. And Elokar's like, no, Elokar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just want to say, did I don't think Moash even knew any of this about Elokar is the thing. Like, no, he uh, no he, he didn't know. He didn't know any yeah. of it. Yeah, that's right. Correct. Yeah, he doesn't know any Correct. of it. Like, yep. we don't know how Moash would react if he had stayed and traveled with Kaladin and gotten to know Elokar in the same way that Kaladin did. We don't know how he, what, if that would have changed things for him. <laughs> that's, that's such a good point. Like, three people knew that this was happening with Elokar because <laughs> they were traveling with him in Kolinar. Yeah. 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 The like, Moash, Moash saw Elokar the same way Adolin saw Sidious. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even though one might have been more accurate than the other. Mm-hmm. Their mental states were yeah, yeah, very similar. Yep. Given the information that they had at the time. Yeah. It's also interesting to compare not just Moash Elhokar and Adolin Sadeus, but Kaladin Amaram. And Kaladin being the other sort of dark eyes who was very explicitly hurt by Elidai's abusing his station and power in an extremely visceral and personal way. Um, and Kaladin doesn't get to do the extrajudicial, you know, getting his own justice mm. sort of a mm. thing. Um, he kind of thinks about it and is told that it's wrong for him to do that. You know, Sil says it's it's not right if you were to go and kill Amram, and he doesn't get to have the fight with Amram until Amram has turned into a crazy crystal monster. <laughs> um, and even then, I'm pretty, I mean, I haven't read the end of Oathbringer for a while, but I don't think Kaladin gets the killing blow either. No, it's no. Rock, isn't it? It's Rock. With the bow. Yep. Because yeah. yep. so, that's why Rock needs to return home in Rhythm of War. Yeah, it, we kind of see like, yeah. okay, the Light Eyes get to do their extrajudicial, go get their own justice, but Kaladin is told no over and over again and doesn't get to have his, you know, sort of revenge 
And it's almost like, is that because he's the good dark guys who doesn't do the bad things? And Moash is the bad dark guys who did the bad thing? It's like, yeah, it, it, questionable themes that are arising here from I, this plotting that has happened. Yeah. And that's that's a reasonable like take. I think Brandon's just like, I think Brandon's exploring different what it means to do the honorable thing to the right thing. And for honor <laughs> spread, right? That is not right. Yeah. But for other friend, that doesn't need to be true, right? And yeah, so like, Yasna's fine with her <laughs> her friend. She was like, "Go for it." <laughs> That's true. Uh, you go, girl. <laughs> but it, it is it is funny bringing up the example of Amaram. It's like I am Chris Fantasy Crystal Monster, and Moash is like, "I am Fantasy. I I my guilt is fantastically removed." That uh. It does kind of remove some of the nuance into what's going on here, I, mu- I must say, uh, which was why I wasn't super thrilled that the Kaladin Amram confrontation is like, wow, Amram's, uh, whoa, this is not what I, this is not where I thought this was going. It didn't, it didn't get to just be about Kaladin and Amram because mm-hmm. Amram wasn't just Amram anymore. And he's now a big monster. It's like I, th- I think what makes this a bigger problem than it could have than it could have been, than it should have been, is that we have so few dark guys who get to be focus radiance. That's true. Um, because yeah. when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, what if we saw dark guys who did this kind of thing, but they were a different order? Oh, yeah. wait, we don't have that. That's not on screen yeah. at all. Um, and it's sort of like, I know, I'm sure that Brennan would write this you know, in a, in a satisfactory way so that, like, the, the the equal morality would be different if, like, Kaladin wasn't a Windrunner, or per se. You know, like, if he was a different order, it, the story might have been different. But this is the story that we've been given. And so far, we have kind of two, <laughs> two examples of Dark Eyes' anger at the system and a, and a story about Dark Eyes being angry at the system, and that's Kaladin and that's Moash. And when we think about we don't actually have that many more significant characters who could tell a different story. If there had been like a third person, a third dark eyes who got a lot of focus, who had, who wasn't a wind runner and like maybe would have taken the, a, their story in a different direction. I don't think this would be as unfortunate implications as it is, hmm. but yeah, it's like the closest we have to that is lift whose story is very, very different from yeah super different yeah it's not related to that really at all yeah yeah lift is is not angry at the system lift doesn't care about the system and lift is a light eyes yeah she's not she started as dark eye so that was a retcon no uh she's not not because she had wendell she was like she has literal dark eyes is what i meant like she is the closest to being before her sword her sword turned her pa- eyes pale. I'm kind of pretty sure her eyes were actually dark brown. Uh, yeah, because I think she has She's darker coloring, like the people of the Reshi, the Reshi Isles. Yeah. She's natively Reshi. Yeah. yeah, I know she's native of Rushy, so she's not Voren and isn't like part of the cast system. Yeah, yeah well, at least yeah. 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 that system. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. um it, I'm gonna look at this up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was just gonna say uh. I think it would be good to see some singers rebelling against their system and not be played as villains. And like, it it is, 
that kind of would have some unfortunate implications like, oh, well, you're rebelling against the evil odium ruled system. So yeah. that makes it OK. Right. Like, I, yeah. But I think that would still help. Right. In mm-hmm. I, I do think we might be getting that with Venley's section of listeners. And it depends yeah. on like. Please don't fall in line with the colons. Please don't fall in line with the colons. Like, just uh, yeah. do your own do your own thing. Because I, I think part the hard part is part of us wants to see her and the listeners, like, interact with the others and be friends. But also, I would love it thematically if that didn't happen. If they were, if they could just simultaneously be angry at the humans and the colons and, like, the good people are not necessarily good for them. And then... Sorry, Rain this is, is a like, bit of a tangent, go, uh-huh. but if, because I love Relaine Aaron. Oh, we're having this. I was up. like, my brain is suddenly sparkling with Relaine potential. If, if, oh. if they if they had an arc where Renarin pulls a Prince Harry and like gives up, <laughs> and then like I was totally thinking they like, like oh, go and live with the listeners. That's, that's good. I like it. Legitimate <laughs> grievances against the colon, sort of a vibe. Hmm. Yeah. It's anyway. it's just interesting that like Stormlight is not real, and Brandon is mm-hmm. trying to have a fully fleshed out world. But even though these books are enormous, it is still not fleshed out like yeah enough, and like it yeah. can never really be. Uh, I know that sounds a bit apologist. Uh, if you have these issues with uh these class uh dynamics with Moash, I think you're totally legit. Yeah. Um, Saw would have made a great radiant. Hey, we Saw made yeah. some oh, great... Saw died. Right? Saw's dead. Oh. I was like, we'll see Saw get. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. And but I he, think he had some good, like, no, this was wrong. And mm-hmm. I am allowed to be angry about yep. it fully, about what happened to me and what happened to my daughter we, and what they did to me. We have to explore the singers, though, and their anger. And, yeah. like, Brand- yeah. that is still mm-hmm. totally on the table. Uh, and, I don't think we're going to get a lot of that yeah. in book five. But no, and it seems will. like something Brandon's interested in. Yeah. I, I think, you know, um, yeah. I, I think one of the difficulties that might he might have going like it's t- tough to balance. Because in fiction, characters are more than characters. They can represent a lot more than mm. the person they're representing. Right. Right. And so like. The. From a meta perspective, if I'm thinking about how Stormlight is per, uh, put together, um, what I see the role Brandon is using Moash for again is teaching Kaladin a lesson. Uh, Moash is teaching Kaladin a lot. Um, like he can't save everyone. He can't get everyone on the same side. Not everyone's just going to. So that's why I think Brandon might have difficulty working a Moash redemption arc in if he's already, if that is how he's using Moash. And if the lesson he needs Moash to teach Kaladin requires Moash's arc to continue in a downward um, trajectory. But yeah. Yeah, what narrative like, role is Moash in? It's yeah. hard to say. It's, it's hard sure. to say. Yeah. I thought I was sure that he was not getting the redemption arc and then he was blinded. And then I'm like, well, now I don't know what that means. So yeah, I have no idea. Like Brandon's ending. Just like, was an why, interesting... what are, what are we doing? It's like at the end of Oathbringer, it's like you're Vire now. I'm like, I don't know where that's going at all. And yeah. apparently here, but uh, like, what is blind Moash going to do? I have no idea. What's Kaladin's story going to be in book five? Like, 
I don't really know what his character conflicts are going to be. It's it's I'm, so much. I don't I, know. I, I don't know exactly where I think Moesh's story is going, but I have this sense that at the end of book five, we're not going to necessarily like or agree with Moesh, but we're going to pity him. Mm-hmm. I think I have I have this sense that I think I think uh, whatever happens to him, we're going to be left whether he dies or whether he like he's blind and tries to die and Kaladin saves him or whatever. Like, I think I think Brandon is going to try to get us to like pity where Mawash ends up. I, I think him That's... dying and being consumed by guilt, kind of like the Lesian scene we got at the mm-hmm. end of this. But it's like a Moash scene like that. Like we see a viewpoint of him finally ending. He realizes hey maybe i shouldn't have done a lot of these things and then be consumed by the guilt like that that could be fun yeah i think if we are going to go the like moash redemption route i don't think it would be in book five i think we would maybe see yeah yeah Yeah. this is this would be like a back five sort of development thing i just don't think saves moash from dying like we were saying then that, and then you get that, that like good. spark of like, oh, he might start trying to work yeah. toward becoming a better person. Yeah, it's like, that's the thing. Scene. Redemption arcs take work. It's like Zuko took most of like the last Airbender. Um, uh-huh. like um Darth Vader. It's like it's kind of an extended sequence. Like Kylo Ren it shoehorned into the last movie. It's terrible. Going back to Once Upon a Time, which I mentioned at the very beginning, is like the evil queen, like eventually becomes a good part of the good team. And it's like, but like it takes like multiple seasons for like that arc to happen. And it works very well, in my opinion. But like you need time, you need to put in the work. Get like a back five, like Moash Gavinor interaction arc, Ooh. and have that sort of be part of the uh, redemption if he does get redeemed. Like, like he killed Gavinor's father, and I don't know if Gavinor was like remembers that, but like, I think in Row he's like, he's like I want to grow like up a and baby learn to fight who's to- like wanting to kill Moash. He's like I'm gonna grow up and learn to fight to like kill the man who killed my father, and he has. Like, I mean, obviously he's in a very different position from where Moash was, like we talked about with Dalinar, because like Gavinor is a prince and a light eyes, but he also has suffered and has a lot of anger for that. And I just, that could be an interesting back half interaction if Moash survives book five. Mm -hmm. I I would, I'd love to see, like, just to clarify, I don't want us to have, like, the spark at the end of book five, and then Moash does all of the work during the time skip. That's and we just come what back I was worried good. about. Yeah. That's, Definitely. Like, yeah, I'm worried I want about there that. to be a spark at the end of book five that, like, makes Moash question whether he maybe wants to try to be a good person. And then it just festers for, like, 30 years, and we come back yeah. to him, like totally conflicted and all like yeah that's what i was picturing and then, yeah like, we pick up with the new book and he's like something new happens and now he's gonna do the work he's got to step away for like the time skip and he's off doing his own thing and healing and thinking about things and then he comes back into the picture or we throw him yeah. in jail i don't know or like, we throw him in jail he can do that in jail yeah you know he can totally do that in jail but yeah, I would be really upset Something. if he does the work off screen. Like that yeah. that along with Renarin and Relaine's relationship, there's a few things I'm worried about progressing too much 
off screen in the time jump. Uh, and th- mm-hmm. those two would kind of be the thing. I don't think Moash is going to survive book five, though. But it would be interesting if uh, some of these threads are. And Brandon does like we'll making see. endings uh, with unexpected things. <laughs> he he yeah. frequently likes doing that. So Something, an archetype I'm wondering if Moash is kind of being diverted to. I'm not sure what its like official name is, but like the idea of like kind of the wretched failed villain an example of this would be like Gollum from Lord of the Rings or uh, Patton Fane uh, from Wheel of Time, which like it's a villain who like fails at their villainous goal and then just becomes this like pitiable, still awful figure. But like Grayson, I think some other people were saying with the blindness, like, like we're feeling really bad for Moash, but he's just this kind of like, yeah, wretched one. Um, and it would be cool to see that trope subverted because usually that does end um, in death. So these are all just this. This is a very interesting discussion. I hope the comment section also finds this a very interesting. Hopefully, I, I feel like we we inserted a lot of nuance in the things. I, so I, no. I think we did OK. If you don't agree, put your comment below. Uh, <laughs> enge- when you put some engagement in this video yeah and when you comment just remember it's all opinions and so yep. communicate your thoughts and opinions and let's avoid the personal attack yeah there's not really a way to be right about whether or not you like a character so yeah you can totally read a character and not like and them. if you just want to scream f moash that is your right that's true yeah that's true uh i mean Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's only a reason. Like, I'm probably more in the, as I said, like redemption Moash camp now. But like, post Oathbringer, I I was definitely in F Moash camp. It's only with like thought and like reading like Tumblr and different takes that I've kind of my viewing of the character has evolved. It's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, also, back to the kick the toddler moment. <laughs> um, I think a big thing for me is it wasn't clear till the very end of the book that Gavinar yeah, had survived. Yep. So the That's like true. the gently push Gavinar into an unknown horde of battle <laughs> could have been like <laughs> yeah, y- you know. So That's, I built up a lot of upset at Moash based out of my anxiety on whether or not this child was okay. Um, and but he yeah, didn't it, die off. He didn't die on screen, so he's fine. No, that's yeah. how it works. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, race it on. but yeah. Now, now I think so. Like that's the thing. These conversations are great too, and dialogues are great because you can change your mind and uh, your understanding or appreciation for a character can evolve. It's been very interesting reading these points and uh, and just this conversation. I I don't like Moash after Rhythm of War, like. He he's horrible. Uh, I don't know where the blindness is going, so I'm interested to know. Book to book, Moash has changed a lot, so maybe book five we're gonna get a lot of different Moash. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll need to find out. Uh, book five, please. Yeah, and it's like th- this gets into like Moash as a character and Moash as a person. Like as a person, don't like him. As a character, he's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I love when characters make Calden suffer. It's fun to watch. Fun. <laughs> but, but I generally like characters in pain, so that's generally amusing to me. 
Mood. Uh, yeah. A- any other uh, <laughs> final thoughts? Then we'll go into who's that Cosmere character. I think this is good. We have more Moash thoughts to come. But yes. <laughs> they will be not about this meta commentary. <laughs> uh, yes. Next. So great. Why don't we get on to who's that Cosmere character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tia. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Ta. And we have the one and true ruler of Who's That Cosmere Character and announcing this. Grace, welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, listeners, you know how the game is played. You send an email to WTCC at 17thshard.com with five clues and a character that those clues correspond to. I read them aloud on air, and after each clue, our panelists have the chance to guess who's that Cosmere character. All right, so this first one was sent in by Evelyn Basham. Awesome. Clue one. This character is famous. <laughs> what does it mean to be famous? <laughs> is it Dalinar? It is not Dalinar. Is it Windle? It is not Windle. Ooh, that's a good guess. Waxillium Ladrian. It is not Waxillium Ladrian. Dandos the Oil Sworn. It's not Dandos the Oil Sworn. Finn. The Ascendant Warrior. (laughs) Clue two. This character is old. Oh. Old. Teravangian. It is not Teravangian. Vasher? It is not Vasher. He's famous. Nohadon. It is not Nohadon. Is it Ashno of Sages? The Garantark of. It is not Ashno of Sages. (laughs) Wasn't he. No, Ashno was uh, an Amuli guy. He wasn't the Garantark. That's that's the ruler of Pabatharnum, I think. Ashno of Sages was an, an Amuli guy. Yeah. 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 Is it <laughs> All Mother? It is not All Mother. Clue three. This character has lost someone dear to them. Well, that doesn't narrow it down at all. Okay, I yep. totally don't remember if this is Violet or not, but is it Slow Swift? It is not Slow Swift. Hoid. It is not Hoid. I mean, I mean, it fits the clues. Yeah, it does. It does. The shoe fits. I'm running out of people to guess for even the first two. Yeah. And then you famous add the third one. Very like, because are like political figures famous? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Like, r- like really? Like what does it mean to be famous? Thing. I really want to know. Old. Yeah, it's true. The what old thing. It's like how old? What how is old? old? These old. Yeah, I haven't I guessed know. any shards yet. Shards are pretty famous um, in the Cosmere. I guess it would be Silence Montaigne. It is not Silence Montaigne. Yeah, I wouldn't rate her I'd, famous. You know, I'd say I'd say shards as White Fox. Oh, that's true. It's true. It's okay. true. I'd say shards aren't famous because lots of people don't know what they are. Actually, yeah. like They're most often people aren't worshipped by someone. Yeah, it's in like different forms. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say the night. Watcher mother? What's the what's her name? Cultivation? The night watcher mother. The night watcher? The night watcher. I can never remember. I always want to say the night mother, and I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's Skyrim. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, uh, shoot, I lost it again. 
Um, oh, Rorschach. It is not Rorschach. Oh, mm. man. Did he lose Lufa, though? We don't know. We have no or idea. One of his kids? One of his kids, know. at least. One of his kids? Yeah. She could have. It don't matter. He didn't care. have lost someone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch these last two clues. Okay. okay. Oh. Clue four. This character is going blind. Oh, I was going to guess Tensoon, but I don't think that works anymore. Going is blind. this Rhythm of War or pre-Rhythm of War? That's the question. When was this sentence? Pabosh isn't old. Yeah, it's not old. And not really famous, I don't he's think. He's not famous, yeah. I, I would not yeah. say he's famous. Is this Tensoon's grandmother? Tensoon's Wait, what? I'm, you're kind of. Our guys are talking over each other. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Spencer's grand grand. It is not Spencer's grand grand. Okay. It's not like, Cosme. Is this famous in world or famous out of world? Which you can't answer. Grace, nothing. No response. I mean, what, like, would famous out of world just be like any main character? I don't. No. <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure fun. what famous out of world means, so if that blind. gives you any hint. Did so, someone guessed Vasher already, right? Yep, I did. Um, I'm going to say Dense, then. It is not Dense. Is Dense going mm. blind, though? Oh, yeah. Shoot. I forgot that one. <laughs> that's the I thing know, that's getting me. Like, I was going to get Cultivation. I've literally listed all of these clues, and I still forget when, when I make guesses. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Sawzed. It is not Sawzed. Is that everyone? No, <laughs> no I don't think I don't Eric or Feather have guessed yet. Yeah. Oh. See, I wanted to guess Cultivation. The, you know, the Night Watcher mother. Uh, <laughs> mother of the Night Watcher. Uh, but that, that doesn't work. Cult I don't think Cultivation is going blind. So, But yeah. all I can think of is Moash going blind. So I'm just like, who else went blind? I think I have to pass. I don't think I have a guess. You know what? I'm gonna guess Carr. He was gonna be the head of the Steel Ministry before Marsh killed them all. So I mean, that's maybe famous. I don't know. Does it is Mike not Carr's kind of going blind? <laughs> I mean, Clue, whatever, Clue man. Five. <laughs> Clue five. And you're all. I feel like you're all gonna be like, "Oh, it's so obvious when I say this." I don't know. This character paid to have their work destroyed. Oh, Ash. No, it's Han Shu Zen. Yes, it is. It's oh. oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Ash is old. In my it's defense, the, it's the one. I would never, I would never have come up with a name. It's like it's yeah. that artist from Emperor's yeah, Soul, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's Oh, Ash. I don't remember anything from Emperor's Soul. I really need. To I know, it. I know exactly who it was. I did not have the name. See, that's why I yeah. switched them because I was like, oh, if I say this fourth, like someone's going to get it. I have yeah. to do that. Like oh. the going blind is way more obscure. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, I remember from Emperor's Soul is there was a dude who did blood stuff, and you like, should reread it. That's, that's what it's called. That's there like were, blood there stuff. were stamps. Some magic There's stuff. a guy who did blood pretty, stuff. Pretty good story. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's um, a bad one. It's, it's for the record, for famous out of world, I was thinking menace. No, <laughs> <laughs> he has become a meme out of world. That's that's a, that's a ye old. That, that's like a pre-video meme at this stage, immortalized just by our jingle. Um, remember, <sighs> remember when we when we used the uh. The the Pokemon 
thing for his Zach Cosmic <laughs> yeah. character, and I'm pretty sure that made us demonetize for a while, and we had to remove them. I'm not sure if we finished removing them all, but we we got partner from YouTube, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> we probably got them all. To for our you, knowledge, we got them all. For you, actually speaking, YouTube people who are watching this, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you go look. This is uh, we have over 140 episodes. You can go look at our pre-video stuff where where i just edited in movie maker and just put an image across the audio track high quality high quality video i can't imagine why those don't get very many views on youtube (laughs) all right this next one was sent in by victoria thompson clue one victoria this character is male thanks kelsier it is not i'll do it moash it is not moash Ashno of Sages. Is this not Ashno of Sages? Um, Ashravan. It's not Ashravan. It was tempting for me to also guess Han Shusen. Yeah, just like, now that we're in that world. um, Don't worry, Alex doesn't. (laughs) She's not on cell. Not even a little bit. He's my new favorite person to guess. (laughs) Never on cell. I assume it's not clubs. I'm waiting for you, Gray, I think. I, I didn't hear a guess from you if you did guess one. Clubs? It is not clubs. Clue two. This character is a father. Elhokar. Oh, boy. It's not Elhokar. Tanavast. It's not Tanavast. Son of Tanavast. It's right there. Son of Tanavast. Uh, Hammond. It is not Hammond. Is it Spook? It is not Spook. <laughs> Spook is dead. That's true. That is accurate. The Stormfather? It is not the Stormfather. Ooh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have that. I was like, the I that one off the list. This is going down some similar paths. <laughs> Clue three. This character is related to a main character. Oh, great. Oh. I mean, literally every main character has a father. Is so. it Gavilar? It is not Gavilar. Okay. Is it King Evanteo? It is not King Evanteo. Liren? Oh, it is man. not Liren. Is it Kaiine? It is not Kaiine. <laughs> what if it is Cell? That would be funny. Um, <laughs> oof. I, I imagine it's not Dalinar if it's related to a main character because he is a main character. Oh. Um, Iko's grandfather. <laughs> It is not Echo's grandfather. I have a guess. I was like, is Tamper a main character? (laughs) Probably not, but whatever, man. Yeah. Clue four. This character cannot use investiture. Oh, that actually gets rid of my guess. Yeah, Um, that's 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 very um, useful. Ashweather set. It is Ashweather. Wow. I was thinking that. I I did that one. I was wow. I was laughing at the beginning because you guys guessed Ashno of Sages and then Ashravon and it was Ash Weather. That is pretty funny. Yeah. I, I was like, thinking like Mr. Set because Mr. Set. Mr. Like whatever whatever name set. Oh, yeah. yeah. And clue five was this character is physically disabled. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh the- the two I was thinking of before that clue was uh, Jezrian, mm. but then he can use investiture. And then the other one was he is Volano. Oh, yeah. 
Because Seth's grandson Villano, like uh, his yeah. grandfather oh. would be named Villano, right? Yeah, yeah. But we don't know he can't use investiture. Uh, but we do no. know his dad did use investiture with the Shars on. Yeah. But but wait, how is Ashfather Set related to a main character? Because he is Ariane. the father of Alrian, who is the ancestor. Who is like ancestor of Wax, wax. Oh, related? Oh, because okay. that's that's right. that's what oh, gave me the. Okay, all gave, right. That's yeah. All right. That's what gave me the. Doesn't Alrian have point of views? Yeah, and yeah, like one. Hey, hey, point of views does not mean character. the same thing as main character. Okay, I wouldn't say yeah. an era one is like if you said, "Oh, this is a main character," you would not say Alrian is a main character. When she gets like a sm like one or two at the end of wait, words, um, twelve is that? Yeah, we're them and like, oh, what? oh yeah, I forget about how amazing Alrian is. I should really yep. reread Well of Ascension. I reread Alloy recently. I'm I'm going through Era Two, uh, and Alloy was good. Uh, but I have not reread Era One in a long time. <laughs> long time. Oh boy. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to get to that eventually. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Shardcast. You can uh, find us on 17chart.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, if you want to support our stuff, you can support our Patreon. It is just a dollar. You can donate more if you want, but it's just a dollar. Uh, and you get outtakes of perhaps questionable quality. I think this time I'm just going to put Matt uh, trying to say words and his internet cutting out. So I don't know if you're <laughs> going to like that, but uh, it's going to be there on Patreon for a low, low price. So there you go. Um, low, 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 low quality content for low price. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shirt cast. That's the summer t-shirt promise. <laughs> very great discussion on star wars yeah um our um skyward, skyward three episode yep yeah we kind of talk about the issues with the sequel trilogy yep she and behaved in this one but there's lots of dalish outtakes out there from true. other episodes that's true that there, there are quite a lot of them and so probably one is worth a dollar maybe probably <laughs> Anyway, we will see you all next time, where we'll also be talking about more Moash things, actually. Bye. 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 Ta! <laughs>